Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. This call is now being recorded. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. So I'm in the studio. We have Bruce. Yo, Eric. Yo, what up? And myself. And on the line, we have uh, rapper Cammy Rex. What's how you doing, man? What's the word? <laughs> so I uh, tell us a little bit about what you're on, like what you're doing right now, music-wise. Um, honestly, I've just been, I've really been focusing on production lately. Been making beats for a lot of the local artists, uh, getting in my two center songwriting, you know, the little, little stuff, trying to help everybody out one person at a time. Cool. Where can uh, some people find your beats? Like, that are just like listening to the show. You feel what? Where can uh, people find your uh, beats or your music? Where? Mostly, um, I do Snapchat snippets or other social medias like Instagram, sometimes Facebook. I did. SoundCloud snippets at one point, but some douchebag found a way to download the beats and they weren't paying for them, so I took it off SoundCloud. Damn. Where can people find your What's your Instagram and Snapchat for the listeners? Instagram is Cam the Daddy all together. Snapchat Rondo, R-O-N-D-O underscore Bambino B-A-M-B-I-N-O Dope, dope. And then, uh, can, can you freestyle for us? Oh, yeah, most do. I see. You, you ready? Yup. Alright, look. I say, I left that bitch, I know she missed me. Sipping on this dirty, no, it's fucking up my kidney. Pour me out some henny and it got me feeling tipsy. I be counting money like my hunters like Nipsey. Uh, and I know niggas from the 60s. Every day I'm giving people smoke just like a chimney. Fucking 9 to 5, catch me whipping up the Whitney. I've been up all night making plays up in the city. Catch me in the streets, I got more stripes than a zebra. Do you catch me in the bank, I got more cheese than Velveeta. I got so much cheese and dough that I can make me a pizza. These diamonds on me, icy water like they've been in the freezer. Uh, I just might catch me a body. These niggas be lying, but what type of cars will be driving? Trust me, you don't want to try me. A dead man walking will turn your ass into a zombie. She thought the pills were cute, but it was a molly. Now she riding me like a jockey. I can just glitch you beside me. I'll do a smarter like Bobby. These people can't tell me. If you want smoke and I'm popping out. I got two coppers out. We chilling outside the mama house. You started weird and I'm stopping now. And they call up the coppers now. Drill here niggas in the lobby now. You just got turned to a homie now. I got two calling mommies now. Nigga got guns down in mommy house. Now your body looking sloppy now. Now you smell like a party now. Body on ice like it's hockey now. Look, we got black, max, four, fives, and forties. Hit everybody, nigga, even your shorty. Put around drums just to shoot up the party. Wave your camera. Kyle Ock party. Catch me in the trap, make a play like Kmart. Bumps to me, put your ass in the graveyard. Reach in the pocket, nigga. Take out the bank car, walk out, find a nigga dead. Are you straight, y'all? Uh, I ran the I'm sorry, man. That was bars right there, man. That was dope. Yeah, you know. I ran out of jazz. Some flight, though. Yeah, I like yeah, that shit. I, 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 I try to freestyle as much as I can, so I don't ever, so I don't ever get dusty with the shit. Cause difference between me and other people is, if somebody on the street want me to freestyle, if I tell them I'm in the music business, I'm gonna do it for them. As opposed to other artists, you know, acting stuck up and don't wanna, you know. For sure, I know exactly what you mean too. Well, like like Kanye West on that Sway show on Sway show a couple of years ago, when, uh, you got trying to put that nice nose beat, like like uh, Kanye's like, I got new new bars. <laughs> like oh no, the most rappers are like that. I ain't gonna never, I ain't gonna never be that way, bro. I love music is in me, bro. Like somebody want me to freestyle, bro, I'm gonna do it for them. You memorize your bars? No, not like, really. You memorize, uh, uh, thing about it, like how you're gonna do it each time, or does it kind of just stay the same usually? The ones that you do, right? I, uh, usually, if it's for a song, 
I just let the beat choose how the song gonna sound. But most of the time, I don't really memorize anything. I just kind of go with the flow. Go with the flow, top of not, yeah. I feel you. That's so. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if you freestyle, it's mostly mostly truth. Most of the time, it's more fun that way, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, it kind of. You land one, or like if you're roasting somebody and you you do it at the same time. Yeah. That shit is fucking fire. Do you actually have more cheese than Velveeta? <laughs> uh, Velveeta is a multi-million dollar company. I don't know if I got more cheese, but... I got That's the goal. You know what? I got I got cheese like Velveeta. I don't know about more, but I got cheese like them. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. I'm getting there. You also don't smoke weed, you're telling me? I actually I started not too long ago. I used to didn't. It's kind of a occasional thing. Okay, I thought that was weird when you were telling me about beats. Like I was talking like, and like at the time you weren't smoking. I'm like, I'm like, this is the only guy I know that produces music without smoke. You told me you just sit there eating chicken nuggets and write beats. <laughs> that's funny. That's I like weird. that that's shit. Really, I, that's really all I do, bro. My best beats. I gotta have some chicken nuggets, bro. <laughs> I remember you telling me that was awesome. Chicken McNuggets or just some chicken nuggets? It doesn't matter. It's just got to have some nuggets. It don't really matter. I got to have barbecue sauce, though. I got to have it. That's clutch. I, I can eat barbecue sauce on almost anything. Uh, who's your favorite rapper, you'd say? Favorite rapper? Damn, that's a hard one. Okay, so all-time favorite rapper? Is yeah, go down. It's a top between Ice Cube and Lil Wayne. Okay. Uh, really? But, yeah, right now, I gotta say, my favorite rapper gotta be, like, 2 because how underrated he is as far as freestyling, putting in the key and riding the beat. But my favorite artist, like, right now, out of everybody, is Lil Uzi. I just work with him all the way. That's up, though. Who's your favorite producer? Damn, that's a horror one. Yeah. yeah. All-time favorite producer, I gotta say, J.R. Rodham. And my favorite producer right now, gotta be. Damn, that was a good question. We gonna go with we gonna go with Zaytoven. There we go. Who are some, what are some songs you guys? I'm I, I don't even know the producers you named right. I'm kind of actually impressed and excited that I haven't heard. You, what, what are some songs they've done? Like that I produced. That uh, no, with uh, we'll get to that in a second. But like uh, that these guys, I I haven't heard the producers you named. I, like, I'm kind of like stupid. Like what what, what kind of songs they do? Like that we know them from. What's their main game? Like, what do they go with? You said, wait, I, my bad. I can't, I guess y'all was talking at the same time. Yeah, well, like, what are the songs? What is, you know, the, your favorite producer? What do they put together? Like, what's their shit? Um, I don't know. Mostly shit. I don't know, but the thing with them is, like, okay, for an example, the first guy I mentioned, J.R. Rodham, he has what I like to call, like, a ghost producer. And that means, like, it's a lot of bangers that people listen to, and people don't know that he made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what are some of them? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, okay. What's the big song, J.R. Uh, He got some shit with Plus. Uh, he got this song called Fly with Nicki Minaj. Hmm. Um, J.R. Rodham. Oh, the, uh, he got a song with Rick Ross and T-Pain. It's called, 
uh, I'm a boss. Okay, I know that song. That's the first song you knew. I know I'm, I'm out of it right now, apparently. Like, I, thought I, I thought I knew rap a little bit. <laughs> it's like the third song you name one. I heard that one. <laughs> That's cool. Bro, he, got, he got some serious bangers, bro. He A lot of his shit is older, like early 2000s. That's dope, though. Yeah, Who's some people you worked with? What'd you say? Who's some people you worked with so far? I'm sorry. Oh, who are some people you worked with so far? Okay, so as far as like big time, I think my crew, my producing career jumped off. Uh, I had before Metro Boomin got real big. Uh, he was still living here in St. Louis. And um, he's one of the people that kind of got me advanced into making beats. But this was way before he blew up, like, before 21 Savage, before all the people that he worked with. And he taught me he taught me how to basically mix and master my own beats. But I guess you can consider Metro one of the people, even though I ain't really seen or talked to him since before he got famous. But um, we did link back up for the uh, – it's a song called Club Going Up on a Tuesday. And I was one of the co-producers on that song. It blew up back in 2014. And yeah, the guy who made it, his name is McConan. Me and McConan got real cool. And then uh, he flew me down to Atlanta to meet with Sonny Digital, who is a producer down there. And then me and Sonny Digital made McConan's other big banger. It's called uh, I Don't Sell Molly No More. And both of those songs went like four-time platinum. Tuesday got nominated for a Grammy because Drake hopped on it, and it was it was all crazy. So, uh, but as far as St. Louis, um, I did have a little thing with Nelly. Uh, he never released the music, and I never got paid for it. So I kind of assumed it went in the trash. And everybody else I'm working with is small-time people. Um, this guy Machiavelli from the group called Always Paid. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to work with this guy Sack right and uh, I got uh, Lil Tay from Three Problems. He's on one of my beats. He's from here. Um, I had a song with Comethazine a long time ago. Right. What happened to it though? But yeah, I, I I got around a little bit, made a couple bangers with a couple people that should have been more famous than what they is today. But I think my biggest accomplishment is probably Club going up on a Tuesday. Because not everybody could say they're nominated for a Grammy, so. Yeah, that's true. No, that's awesome. I remember I, when I met you, I was talking about doing beats for uh, one of these rappers, and you literally just, like, looked over, and you're like, you're like, I, I do beats. <laughs> I immediately just, like, that's how I met you. I remember you telling me about that. It's crazy. Like, those are huge fucking songs. Like. Oh, yeah, man, because, well, you know, when you think of St. Louis music, you think of everybody, like, is, is rappers, you know, and it's not too many people that can produce. A, a beat for themselves, or even like record themselves, mix and master their own voice, put out their own music. Like me, I I sit in my room, I make my own beat, I record myself, and I'll put it out myself. Mix and master everything just myself. I don't have a group. I don't, I'm one of the very few people that you could put in the studio with nobody else, and I could come out in three hours with a whole. 15 song mixtape, you know what I'm saying? So that's a lot of awesome time frame. That's a lot. Yeah. The only other uh, person I know that produces their own beats and, and raps is like Russ, I think. That's the only one I can even name right now, like right off. Yeah, I mean, like my boy, uh, you know, uh, the guy Big Head who made the uh, the guy that you bought the beat from, who made the Gucci Gang. Yeah, yeah, I know Big Head. 
he can actually uh, engineer too. I found out he can mix and master voice, lyrics, all this stuff. Yeah, that's just crazy. Like, like that, that, he's so young too. He's he's already like quadruple platinum or something with Gucci Gang, and like he did a lot of Peep songs too. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. he did that like uh, he did White Wine with uh, Tracy and Peep, I think. Yeah, I I just turned nineteen in June. And the I fuck, you're nineteen. Yeah, I just turned 19 in June, June 23rd. You got a long ways to go, man. You're like seven feet tall and you're 19. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm six foot five. I was born June 23rd, 2000. I did not know. I did not know you're only like you said you're 18. Like that's cra- I didn't even know you're that young. That's crazy. You're like a fucking grown ass man, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, yeah, when we met, I was I was 18. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. I thought you were like that's funny. But that's fucking yeah, wild. So that means I got my first platinum record and nominated for a Grammy. I was I wasn't even fourteen yet because June hasn't happened yet in twenty fourteen, so I was still thirteen years old. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, but you gotta put something together. Put all your bars together. Make a music video and that's all you gotta do, man. That's all you gotta do. You're fucking eighteen, nineteen years old, shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's all you gotta do. And I've been, that's why I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to take it slowly because I know I've been, like, working like crazy ever since. I started, when I started, started, started making beats. My dad used to make beats for my cousin. And this was back in, like, 04. I started making beats and learning how to use computer when I was seven. So this was 2007. So, of course, technology wasn't as advanced as it is now on top of me being the age that I was. But I got to say, like, a lot, a lot of people say people get famous and they go Hollywood. But one person I could contribute, Metro Boomin, helped me pave the way for making beats that I do today. And I, I give all my thanks to him, really. I didn't know he lived in St. Louis. That's crazy. Yeah, he yeah he's from here. Um, Comethazine is from East St. Louis. That's how really? I ended up with him. Yeah. I didn't know that. He's from East that's crazy. Yeah, he's all over like that no jumper shit and like all like all that like West Coast rap shit. Yeah, yeah. He's from A. He's uh, and I think I don't know if Smino made it a couple years ago or not, but I think Comethazine is the first person from here that made Double XL freshman. He just made it this year. Oh wow, I didn't know that either. I know he's in the freshman list. So. Yeah, he just made the freshman list. I think he's the first person from here, if I'm not mistaken. It's weird that like half the freshman list of 2016 is like dead, <laughs> like almost already. <laughs> Man, I, man, the 2016 freshman list was probably, like, my favorite besides, I guess, 2013 or 2014. I forget which one it was. 2016 was a good year for rap. You had a lot of those people. You had, like, Lil Zan was still talented. Little people still alive. Yeah, like, a lot of people. You had, like, a, boat. They had a lot of those people that are still, I mean, like, Pomp was releasing music that didn't suck. Like, you know, like, he was, like, I think now, now he's, like, just, like, a fucking, like, Harvard dropout bomb. It's just crazy to see them all fall off so fast. Like half one, like half of them were killed, another half overdosed, <laughs> and then another half just didn't do shit, you know. Yeah, the I and the the freshmen, like it seems like every time that someone becomes a double XL freshman, it's either their career goes down the drain, or they die, or something happens to them. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I saw a couple of years like that. It's almost it's just weird to think about. Like those guys are just kids, like just fucking up like that. Well, you know. um, Last year, Double XL, um, this guy named Blackboy JB, he made the, the shoot, the shoot dance. And on 
my latest project, uh, Camry Reckless vs. The World, I have a song with him. He got on my song, and I made the beat to it. And uh, it's, a lot of people are actually jamming it right now. I haven't said much about it because he he signed to, I think, Interscope or Atlantic, and both of those record deals, record labels, suck as far as distributing music and letting artists get the music out there. I mean, that's uh, part of why Lil Uzi still hasn't dropped his album, because he's under the deal. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he got the, he, I only paid $300 for a feature, and he charges, like, I think 13000 But he said he listens to me, and a lot of the underground artists get listened to by a lot of the mainstream artists, and none of us have any clue about it. What's that after? I mean, yeah, it's all, it's all like a cycle. Like, yeah, yeah, if you're that young, like, your time's still coming. It sounds like you've already had, did he have, like, hit songs you're part of? It's crazy. So that's, like, super young to do shit. I mean, you probably have a good, like, five years to still be young and do things. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, that's where, like, you'd be age five years just to be too young. It's, like, crazy. Like, in the game, like, still too, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's another reason I didn't want to sign to a record label because back when Tuesday blew up, McConan signed with, he signed with Drake on his OVO label, and I got a, a um, like an offer from Interscope, and it was only like a two million dollar offer. Now, he being who I was, I wanted to sign it because hell, I'm young, dumb, and I want two million bucks. But <laughs> my lawyer was kindly enough to read the papers and go through everything, and they had me on like a seven-year contract, and I had to put out this many albums and get this many sales, and all for only $2 million. Seven years for $2 million. And yeah. It was, it, it, to me, it was disrespectful. So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at seven years, you're looking at some fucking payday. Yeah, $285,000 a year before taxes. It's so crazy for how much work and everybody through. And, like, uh, those guys, like, uh, like I don't see a point. In, like, I didn't understand why Pump signed with, like, Warner and stuff. Cause, like, he, he signed a $4 million deal. But, like, like what the fuck does the label do for you? Like, you, you, I mean, you, anyone get on Apple, Spotify, any of that shit. Like, they maybe give you better placement on iTunes or, like, Apple, whatever the fuck it's called now. Like, maybe give you better placement. But there's nothing they, can, they can't do that people can't do for themselves, really. You know what I mean? That's great. That's big fake. Like, that's why I look up to people like, like Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper isn't under no labels at all. And, you know, he has his producer and his engineer. But besides that, all of his promotion is him. All of his distribution, him. He doesn't rely on the label to pay him. And see, he makes more money than anybody that I know personally. So, you living pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I respect that a lot. Like, even, I don't really like Tech Nine's music that much, but I respect the Tech Nine's like independent though. I'm down with Tech Nine. I liked him back in the early 2000s. I thought he was like really 40, down. 50 or some shit. Now it's kind of boring. I respect because he's fucking, he's been in the game for a while. I respect him, no. I respect him. Like, fuck Kansas City. But I respect his like, individual right. hustle. Like, yeah, he's got yeah, some Tech Nine's a big, uh, he's a big influence in the, in the rap game right now. Well, yeah, I think he, like, he, he proved it's possible to do it without getting robbed by labels. Right. And, and, like, you, you know, it's like, I, when, when you're saying Interscope's coming to you, yeah, they go past your little kids and shit like that, that, that just, like, get flashed by the money. He's like, yeah, if you wouldn't have been paying attention, you'd just been like, $2 million, fuck yeah. And, you're like, and, like, and then, the, then you put on the rigorous, like, fucking, like, tours and bullshit that you're not making any money off of, maybe, and they take your fucking merch money, they take your bull, like, you mean, like, to where if you just blow up on yourself, you make, you make fucking $5 million one year or more, you know what I mean? If you just do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And they they target the younger guys because you know you don't see you don't see none of the older niggas like 
25 and up trying to – everybody that's blowing up in the music industry right now is 21 or younger. Yeah, who cares with fake that, dude? They're signing those contracts to get to move their families to better places and to get the shoes, the clothes, the jewelry, the cars. You know what I'm saying? You don't see yeah. no older niggas doing none of this. No, like not at all. Like I mean, that's crazy to think about. Completely right? different. The two lifestyles are just completely different once you start throwing some money in there. Well, I think your generation had better. Like, uh, like I'm like 33, so if your generation had like didn't have this like blank year of like 15 years where no one bought fucking music. Like when I was a kid, like when I was my, when I was like your age, man, like nobody fucking bought music. Everybody was downloading and stealing and shit. And like, and like uh, now you have like people like you have like people like Pump on Platinum and shit. Cause, like kids are fucking buying records again on like Apple and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hell yeah! Like I walked into Best Buy the other day to get some headphones and saw a fucking CD collection. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's like. And it's like they were filled. Like there weren't any sold CDs. Like it was the stock was completely filled. <laughs> yeah, they haven't up, they haven't updated their business plan. Like it's like it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know how Best Buy is still in business. Well, you know, the, they changed the platform on how you could go platinum now is based off streams and yeah, like that opposed to actual sales. And it, it, it's it's crazy how things have changed. Like from probably like 2003 to now. Definitely. The game was completely rechanged. Yeah. yeah. It's like you had people, yeah, it's on CDs like you're saying and shit. And then, and then, and then you had a blanket period of time where no one fucking sold anything. You had maybe the top of the pyramid like Drake and like Wayne and, like, and people like that, like uh, and Sue Green for a long time and other people that were filling arenas and shit. So they were making money off merch deals, arena sales, like that, but they weren't selling any records, they weren't doing anything else. It's like, I basically gave them like one, like I don't know, like one fourth of the money they'd be making. It's weird. Well, plus then time. you look over at like they're doing Tupac shows, you know, hologram, all Tupac fucking show. hologram. Dude, yeah. they're making money off of him while he's fucking dead. Yeah, it's not even his money. Definitely, it's not even his money to fucking spend. Yeah, he's dead and still doing work. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of people that when they sign a contract and get the money, a lot of people don't know right now. Rappers are buying their streams so that they can go platinum and all of this. You can buy streams, and a lot of people are doing this. How much is it to go platinum on the stream? Shit, you asking the wrong person. I'm not <laughs> 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 no, it's, okay. it's a website, and it's like, I think it's like you can buy, like, I don't know. It's a certain amount of streams per amount of money that you pay for. And that goes towards, like, YouTube and SoundCloud. Because, you know, YouTube and shit, you get paid for now, too. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I think uh, I think that stuff only works for YouTube and SoundCloud. I don't think, like, Apple Music does it or anything. Because I know Apple Music does count streams, but I don't think you could buy the streams on there. Or, see, I might be wrong. I don't know. J. Cole's always buying this shit. Like, like, J. Cole's always on that. Like, these songs are always just, like, making fun of people that buy streams and shit. Yeah, yeah, because... J. Like, he's another person. J. Cole has his own label, and, you know, his streams come raw from fans. I wouldn't think he buys streams because he raps with no, stuff, but... No, know. I don't think he does. I think he just rips on everybody that does. Like, <laughs> he just, like, makes fun of people, too. <laughs> yeah, man, these he's, he's rappers, bro, they getting crazy. Like, me, I, I get paid off the streams, too, from all of those songs, and... When you're a producer or an artist, you get bonuses for different accolades, like going gold, going platinum, or going two-time platinum. So, like, for an example, when I was 13 um, and Club One Up on a Tuesday blew up, 
and then Drake got on it. Now, McConan didn't pay Drake for a future. Drake offered, he reached out to me and McConan. Me, me Metro Boom and Sunny Digital and McConan. And he was like, hey, I'm going to make the song better. I guess nobody believed him, but we extended the beat and sent it to him. And he sent it back like, I kid you not, like three hours later. Damn. Mixed, mastered, ready to go. Like, hey, we can shoot this video whenever you want to. Like, you know, it's just it's all up to y'all. And uh, it it went four or five times platinum. It's between three and five. I haven't checked the RIAA. But, no, that's a huge fucking song. You said what? That was a huge fucking song. I remember that. That was a couple years ago, but that was a huge fucking song. Yeah, it's, it was it was huge. And, man, it was a crazy time because I was a freshman in high school. And, like... All the girls knew it, and it was like, man, I went to a county school. So going from city school to county school, it's like, damn, it's all white bitches. Like, damn, they love me. I don't know you people. Like, what's up? <laughs> Famous. Yeah, like, but that's the thing, though. I'm not because I would be considered a ghost producer, so don't nobody know. But they knew because I was in the school newspaper. You know what I'm saying? But nobody outside of the school knew it. But so yeah, man, it was it was a great ass time for real though. That's why you know producers got their neck for chasing singles and chasing big time hits. Neck trying to find the next best uh, artist. Hell yeah, I know the dude who made the beat to that uh that old town road. I know he's having the time of his life right now. That fucks huge too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty large. I thought I honestly I don't like. I don't know. It's just not my thing. Do you like that keep breaking your heart better? I don't like that either. <laughs> That's what? probably one of the main reasons why I don't like this. I'm like, Billy Cyrus sold out after he keep breaking your heart. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you that Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Shit is clowning. Well, dude, um, I'm going to get down again. So thank you for telling, thank you for calling in stuff, man. I appreciate it. And like, uh, give, give your links out again and stuff so people follow you on my social media and shit before we Oh, most of bro. It was a pleasure. Throw out your, uh, just throw out your Instagram, Snapchat, and shit so people add you and stuff like, uh, like, uh, and then we'll get out of brother. Oh, yeah, Instagram, Cam the Daddy, Snapchat, Rondo underscore Bambino. Cammy Reckless, Anthony Rogers Show, gang, 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 y'all know what's going on. Thank yeah. <laughs> Dude, have a good one, bro. I'll be in touch. All right, man. Bang.